A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. We've been releasing episodes of the American Glutton podcast on Mondays and Wednesdays, and I have decided quite arbitrarily that I prefer Thursdays to Wednesdays. So beginning in August, our episodes will be available for download on Mondays and Thursdays. Please rate and review and subscribe to American Glutton Podcast. Thank you. Today I'm excited to have on Greg Garcia, better known as Garsha. Greg cast me in My Name is Earl over 15 years ago and has seen me at various shapes and sizes. We talk about all things health, nutrition, and fat shaming. You can find Greg on Twitter at WhoIsGregGarcia. Greg Garcia, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to talk to you about a number of things. First, you are currently on your own fitness endeavor, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. It's never too late to no. start a fitness uh -uh. endeavor. No. At some point, we got to talk about also your experience with me, especially my weight gain on My Name is Earl. Okay. Because I did put on about 100 pounds during the course of those four and a half years. Okay. And I want your perspective on that. Absolutely. You can shame me today. I know you were very good about not shaming me in the past. <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah. And uh, I just love talking to you. So thank yeah. you for coming. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I've, you know, you and I have talked about it in the past. I, se I certainly have a very uh, interesting relationship with diet and exercise. And 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 uh, and I can I can uh, you know go into certain things with that and 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 talk about that. I think recently, like when you say like my fitness thing, recently for me it's kind of been brought on by COVID. Right. You know, like I wanna like I had asthma as a kid. Um, I want to make sure I'm in the best health 
possible, you know, for when or just if I get this. I mean, it seems inevitable possibly at some point that we're all going to get it, even though we're trying to do our best to to avoid it. But I just want to make sure that I'm in the best shape possible to combat it, which is weird, too, because you don't hear a ton of that. You know, you hear about masking, but you don't hear a lot of like, keep your immune system up, you know, zinc, vitamin C, exercise, cardio, you know, you don't you're not hearing a ton of that. And, and in fact, the last I heard is they're t- taking those videos off YouTube. Like if somebody does come on and say like, Take vitamin C; it will help you. I, I mean, there was a period where there, where YouTube was like, "This is not scientific." But yes, there is a correlation between how healthy you are and how you, your body will react to. Absolutely, like your body has to fight this thing. That's the only defense you have is your immune system. So I'm not so sure why you wouldn't be doing everything possible to. Like when I'm on the exercise bike or on my bike now, I picture COVID behind me, like just <laughs> ten feet behind me, and right. it just keeps me driving down the road. And it's not like I haven't done it. Like, you know, in high school, like I wrestled, I I ran cross country. Like I did things that were very cardio and and whatnot. And and then over the course of my life, I've had like times where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to lift weights. I'm going to lift weights and I'm going to get muscular because I am certainly the farthest thing from muscular. I'm a skinny guy. And I would do it hard for like six or eight months. Like I'd get up at like five in the morning with a trainer and I'd go in there and I'd just work out to exhaustion. No difference. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no difference at all were in my you, body or were composition. you actively trying to eat more when you did that? That's my problem. I can't eat. I can't eat a ton. Yeah. Like, I just can't do it. Like, they would give me the protein shakes. I would drink a protein shake, and I would feel sick for the rest of the day. Like, my body <laughs> can't handle it. They can't, it can't handle the calories. My my 20-year-old right now, you know, he's got different genes from me, you know, because he's got my wife's genes and stuff, too. And they're a little – that's a little bit more of a muscular crowd than my family. So I've noticed him. He's working out like crazy during this whole quarantine stuff, and he's actually putting on size. I'm jealous, you know. He's got hair. He's better looking. He's got more money than I did when I was 20. Like, I hate him. I hate him. But, like, he actually is, like, doing it. And and he's having the protein shakes and eating a ton all day long. And, and you know, I'm jealous of it. But I know it's possible. But not for me. I could never I could never put the calories in that you have to do. And I know that's a huge part of it. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't know what – I mean, listen, for me, I'm I'm always fighting the other side of this. I can't imagine what it would be like to physically be, be incapable of, of, of consuming those calories. Yeah, I mean, and people don't understand, and I get it. It's just weird because, like, I, I'll even, like, forget to eat. And people are like, what do you mean you forget to eat? Like, I, I've had assistance when I was working very hard and, and doing stuff like My Name is Earl and stuff where you're just working all day long. And and I've had assistance, like, I've, I've heard them when they were switching over, like somebody who's getting promoted. And I heard one time they were like, you have to remind him to eat. He forgets to eat. And the person's like, what do you mean he forgets to eat? He just forgets to eat. Like, today I had a bowl of cereal in the morning. I haven't eaten. I, like, I don't, like, I'll eat later, I guess. But, like, it's weird. And I get that it's weird. And then it's like a double-edged sword, too, because... I'm I'm blessed with the genes. Like my father, I was telling you, he, my father's 76 years old. We go out to dinner with him. He will get a milkshake with dinner, and then he'll get up from the table and go get another milkshake for the ride home. And my kids just marvel at it. I've seen him eat like eight donuts in a setting. He He's thin. He's in good shape. And it's just it's just genetics, you know? I mean, you know, but I was also telling you that being a skinny guy in high school and stuff like that, that comes with the same challenges as being big. You know, it's still just like accepting your body and it's not necessarily the 
the norm, like not the norm, but not the ideal kind of thing. So you like you do, that's why you start lifting weights and you're trying to do stuff and you're wearing long sleeve shirts in the summer because, you know, like, oh, my arms are too skinny. You know, look at these other guys that I hang out with that play football and do stuff and they're big. And, you know, so there's, there's, you know, it, it there's challenges on both sides of it. Yeah. I mean, and my version of that was wearing sweaters to cover my stomach and my arms. Cause I wasn't, I never felt super comfortable about my arms either. Nothing. I didn't like any of it, but I think those other people too, you know, unless they switch over and just become unbelievably vain and narcissistic are all having oh, weird yeah. body shit Yeah, where they're like thinking about it and wondering, do I look as good as I could? Or it's just so odd. Yeah. yeah it seems know? like the extreme one way or the other is problematic for people. You know, like there's some quote unquote average or good or best something, but too thin or too much is like, those are the extremes that we look at. And whether it's in film and TV, we make fun of those, right? Or in life, it's like, I don't know, there's something about just some average thing that we're all supposed to be going for. Yeah. Not average, but you know. No, I know. I call it nor I call it normal, which is the worst word to like pin on anyone. I don't think anyone wants to be considered. And it's not normal. It's just what we perceive because what's put out there as normal. What the ideal thing is. Yeah. It's it's our idea of ideal yeah which is probably different from many other people's idea of what ideal is yeah for Um, sure i would like to lose eight pounds of fat that's my then i'll be ideal yeah but i won't come close to normal whatever the fuck (laughs) normal is you know yeah yeah and at this point in my life you know i just turned 50 so now it's just about you know do some cardio feel good Make sure you feel good during the day. I, I, I eat pretty good because of my wife. That's pretty much the reason I eat good. Without her, I wouldn't eat good at all. <laughs> I'd be awful. It would be terrible. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and as far as like diet and stuff, like I do, I do, I try to do what's smart, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, I'll, you know, everybody's having ice cream. I'm going to have some ice cream, you know, right. whatever. And, and again, I don't have those struggles. So I'm, I'm, I'm afforded. I, I could do that. I'm lucky, you know. Um, the only big thing I've taken out is like high fructose corn syrup. I just won't touch it. Really? Yeah. I had this weird thing where like for years I had this weird thing with my tongue where it was like, it looked like if I would stick out my tongue, it would look like a, a, a map of like weird like stuff. And it was sometimes kind of painful. Couldn't figure out what it was. And it was driving me bananas, like to the point where I cut out almost all food and then tried to reintroduce it to see when around the time I was doing the show Raising Hope. Mm-hmm. And I think I got down to like 120 something pounds. Like I was skinny because I was just like trying to finally figure out what this thing was. And ultimately, and I ended up seeing another doctor and he put me on su- all these supplements, which who knows, I probably pee out 95% of them as soon as I take them. But the combination of that, and then I realized high fructose corn syrup was some t- somehow having a reaction to my body. I cut, them, cut it out. I never had any problem again. Wow. And I just completely cut it out, which is great to cut out anyway. Yeah. You know, and it's not like I'm not having like sugar or other things, but high fructose corn syrup, I just cut it out completely. And if you just cut that out, there's so many terrible things for right. you that it's in that if you just like, so it gave me a great excuse to eat healthier yeah. just by, you know, necessity. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
right now my diet is pretty strict, but when I when I do like maintenance or something and I'm and I'm being a little bit more relaxed, I don't feel super comfortable eating convenience store food. Like it just feels counterproductive somehow. Yeah. You know, even if it's like falls within the range of calories that I'm allowed to eat, all that processed stuff, I, I don't love it. No, it's just empty. Yeah. It just feels empty. And you just, I mean, you can, especially if you don't eat it for a long time and then you eat it, you can just feel the difference yeah. in your body. You can just feel like, oh, I just put a lot of chemicals in my body. Yeah. For sure. That said, I did after not having been there in a long time, I went with Clementine in uh, Oregon and we had a, a small sack of McDonald's fries. Yeah. Fantastic fries. Yeah, you got it once in a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really, I mean, you have to. I don't know if they get uh, high fructose corn syrup in there, though. They might. I don't know. Like, for me, it's like I try to avoid it as much as I possibly can. Yeah. And then I'm sure it sneaks in from yeah. time to time. It's not like I go into a seizure or anything if I have it. So, um, but yeah, the, I mean, McDonald's has the best fries. You have That's to. so good. You have to dive yeah. into those once in a while. I do, um... Something that could be considered super malicious to people who, mostly my wife and her friends and her family, her sister, um, where if I hear them talking about something or something becomes like within the the ether of that group, like, oh, no, this is now totally out. <laughs> I will start putting it in everything I make to yeah. see if anybody has a reaction to it I, this first happened with msg because i i always grew up thinking msg was poison my dad wouldn't eat it my mom wouldn't eat it and then i read about it and i was like oh this it's in tons of shit that we're eating it's in tomatoes and parmesan cheese all this stuff has msg naturally yeah and when that happened, I, I went out and bought MSG from an Asian market and just started dosing my food with it. Felt nothing but had a wonderful explosion of flavor. Yeah. And like sat down with my wife and was like, you know, there's nothing wrong with MSG. And she was like, yes, it's bad. I get the flu. If you give me MSG, I get the flu. Then it started going in all of her food. Yeah. <laughs> no nothing reaction. Happened. Nothing. Yeah. No one, nothing. <laughs> Meanwhile... I've traveled with her and some of her friends, and in Asia, one of them was literally like eating a hard-boiled egg, accusing them of having dosed the egg with MSG. And I was like, I don't even think that's possible. Like, yeah. it's just boiled in water, You'd and then have to, like, the shell inject is on it. it. With, like, yeah, a how is or that? Something? How yeah. could that even happen? But I think that I think that if you can see a difference. Cut it out. Well, yeah, and that's the confusing thing, too. Like, what you're saying is, like, you know, one thing's good for you one month, and then it's bad for you the next. You know, my wife got into a thing a while back where it just seemed like every Saturday night she would watch a different documentary about yeah. food, right? Yeah. So, and then on Sunday, something was leaving the house. Right. Like, if it was about sugar, Sunday cleared out. Yeah. Like, Sunday cleared out. If it's about white flour— Sunday cleared out, depending what it was. And so I would see what she was watching and I would go like to the kids' bedrooms like, by the way, you want anything with white sugar? Hide it now <laughs> or make yourself something now because yeah. it's all in the trash tomorrow. I guarantee it. You right. know, I just kind of breeze through and then give right. them a heads up. 
Meat might be on its way. Meat out could be meat. Yeah. Meat could be out. It, it's going to come back. Right. Uh, you know, it's going to come back, but it's going to be gone for a while. Right. So yeah. if you want to just go cook those burgers now, yeah, hide them somewhere, stick them behind something oh, in the freezer. Man. Yeah, I can't keep up with all that. I, that is exactly my household. But on top of it, we'll go through phases with supplements. I I just put my foot down a long time ago and said I won't take anything. Yeah, like, I'm not playing this weird game. Yeah, because it all just backs up in our pantry and then we have overflowing bottles of vitamins that nobody's taking yeah. yeah and and brandy recently sat down and got them all out and was like i'm gonna start taking some of these but just kind of randomly choosing which ones i guess it was like partially which hadn't expired and when she would read the bottle it was like i want that effect you know <laughs> and so she just took them through the rest away and was on a new vitamin kick, and I'm I, I just can't keep up with all of it. Yeah, it's a lot, and I, I I never took any vitamins or anything my entire life. And then around that time that I was struggling with that high fructose corn syrup, I also thought I should have a doctor. Like I was at an age where I was like, I should have a doctor. Like I don't have a doctor. Like yeah. I get sick and I go to the motion picture help, and they say, "Who's your doctor?" I'm like, "Whoever is here is right. my doctor." That you know, and so I was like, I should find a doctor. So I found a doctor through a friend, and and I, and I like the guy a lot. And he he's big on you know vitamins, and he also like he'll he every four months you do labs, and I have an appointment on. Wednesday, I have a, a teleconference appointment and you do the labs and it's probably overkill, but you do it, you know, and he has you on the vitamin. So it's regimented through him. I don't know if they're doing anything. I really don't. I mean, I pay, I get them through him, they, but it's all simple. Like it's all, you know, like uh, it's vitamin D, it's, it's, you know, whatever it is. It's a bunch of different things. I've never felt better. Right. And my labs are great. So I'm like, okay. Maybe it's I don't know if it's doing anything or not, but it, but I feel great. Yeah, and the labs all work out, so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stick with it. Right. Um, but I've never. I'm been, not shaming you for doing. No, vitamins. no, not at all. No, I, I'm. I'm just. I remember, like, even growing up, like our neighbors like took like tons of vitamins, and my house was just like it's all witchcraft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's witchcraft. That's how I feel. Yeah, it's witchcraft. But my wife takes them, and I I will shame her a little bit. But I'm not shaming you. No, but my wife and I have had this conversation because she goes to the same doctor. So we both have these. Like, I come home from the doctor and I have to pick up her vitamins and mine. And I have two giant bags. <laughs> and we're just like, we, uh, the our pills that we take, it looks like we're controlling HIV. Like, it's like right. it's the cocktail we're taking. And we laugh about it. And we also, like, she's taking a skepticism class with my son over um, uh, the summer through his, his school because they're giving him some stuff to do during the summer and they they're taking a class and she just is taking it with them and one big thing was about vitamins and how it's all ridiculous and it's all bullshit and whatever else and we were laughing about it and we're both like yeah it probably is i don't know but we feel good so we're just gonna keep doing like we're gonna i don't think there's a harm necessarily so yeah so i'm i don't know Uh, you can shame me i I don't take it as shaming i just but i'm i'm right there with you like i don't don't but but and then okay the one aspect that i think scientifically could prove me wrong is in placebo. Like I think placebo is real. It's been proven to be real in some really interesting percentage of people. So like if you go into it and you go like, I'm going to take this and it's going to change me. 
It could yeah. because of that. So then it is. So the, it's, it's, it's having an effect. Yeah. It's having an effect. Yeah. yeah. And but, at least it's like vibe. You know, it's not like you're getting that from eating Tide Pods. Right, you know, it's not right, like so it's not right. hurting Which you. Which they have proven to be bad for They've you. They've proven that those are bad for you. I yeah. would not. That is not even a skepticism class kind right. of thing. That is bad for you. By the way, they they really ramped it up from cinnamon. I remember my kids talking about cinnamon. There was like a cinnamon, cinnamon challenge. You try to put that in your mouth. Yeah. And that seemed like such a bad idea. And I thought, couldn't you like inhale and choke on this? And it seemed so bad. But like from that, a natural edible substance to Tide Pods. Yeah. Like, I don't, that's psychotic. Yeah. Well, people are stupid. Right. I think we, I mean, that's right. been proven time and time yeah. again. And God, we have a lot of time on our hands. Right oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to happen for yeah. sure. All right. So you started cycling. Yeah, so so that was like I I um I decided that I was going to start um exercising once this whole thing happened. So I'm like, okay. Uh and at the time I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to go out on the road and ride the bike. I didn't know about this bike path which I ultimately found that I love. Uh so I I thought, all right, I'm going to get an exercise bike for the house. I had a treadmill. I didn't like it. It's like the 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 my knees, it's just the impact. I I used to run a lot. I don't really love it anymore. I don't like the way my body reacts to it necessarily. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a bike. And so I'm like, oh, this Peloton that seems like a cool thing, right? Everybody's getting those. Let me let me look into that. And and our neighbor, one of our neighbors had one. She's like, come over and try it. So I hopped on it. I did like a class, hated it, hated it. I just didn't, she was like, it's so great. There's somebody on a video and they're right there. So you're like, you have to like, uh, you have to do it because they're like there. You can do it live. You can do it. I ended up doing a taped class because I just went over there one day. And to me, I was just like, it wasn't, 100% 100% comfortable and then this woman is is yelling at me to keep going and and I said yeah this is not going to be for me and she said well why you know isn't it great that this woman is like yelling at you and telling you what to do and I'm like I can just turn her off. I know that. Right. Like I can just push her off. I just like so for me because I hate to exercise. I hate it. I hate it. And that's why like when I when I tried lifting weights, oh my god. I hate it because first of all, I don't know if you know this they're heavy. Like they're like heavy, they're like super heavy. Yeah. And like, and then you're like, feel bad the next day. Like it's sore. And I just, it's something like, I know I was terrible at. So like, even while I was struggling to do it, like this anxiety and stress I would have, I hated it. And so I'm not, a, I hate exercising. So I need to like have a motivation to do it. So what I ended up doing was I got an exercise bike. Our buddy, Al, yeah. told me, look, who's a big bike rider. He goes, don't get the Peloton get this Schwinn recumbent. He goes, it's amazing. He goes, I ride on that thing. You get your cardio, you sit back, you lean back. It's like you're, it's like you're watching a movie. Yeah. I got the TV in front of me. There's TV shows I will only watch on the exercise bike. Like garbage, terrible TV shows that I want to watch and I feel guilty about watching like, like 90 Day Fiance before right. the 90 days. <laughs> and I'm like, I only watch it there. That's my treat. So then that'll keep me on the bike and going. And now when I go off on the road, I'll listen to podcasts and music and, and that just kind of keeps me going. And I do like, I've, I've, I've started liking riding on the road more because I find that with the exercise bike, I can stop at any time and I'm in my house. Yeah. I can just stop. Whenever I feel like I can stop, I just push myself to go as far as I can on the bike path, knowing at a certain point I'm going to have to turn around and yeah. go back home. Like there's no choice anymore. It's survival. And I'm either going to live on the bike path, 
which a lot of people do. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's an, it's, option. it's an option. I call the bike path the, the trail of a thousand smells because it's either you can, you know, it's just weed or BO or urine or then you'll hit a bakery for a second. Right. Right. But so, so yeah, so that's been my regiment lately. And I've been trying to get in like somewhere between like 50 and 60 miles a week. And I feel like, okay, that's, that's keeping me in shape and I feel better and more energy and whatnot. But that's pretty much all I do now. Yeah. As far as exercise goes. That's great. And you're getting, and you're naturally getting vitamin D by just being outside. Yes. And and, and, and I do push-ups. That's my other thing. I try to do like, I just, during the day, I'll just drop and do 50 push-ups a couple times a day. I was going to try to do something where like, try to find an activity that I knew I had to do and associate push-ups with it. Like I wouldn't let myself go to the bathroom and take a leak unless I did the push-ups right before I went in. And then I, at a certain point, I just started peeing in the backyard because I was like, I don't want to do the push-ups. <laughs> like I found a loophole. Yeah. So again, it's a struggle for me, but yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta do it. And that has gone smoothly. No issues with the bike. No, no. Okay. So uh, I decided to ride on the bike path because it was safe, right? And I don't wear a helmet because I'm an idiot. And uh, But I thought, ah, it's a bike path. I mean, it, you come to intersections, but there's lights. Other than that, it's a bike path. It's the safest thing. I actually drive to the bike path and then get <laughs> my bike out so I don't have to be on the road at all. So I'm cruising along one day. I'm listening to my headphones. I was on my way back. I had gotten from like the Topanga Mall to Studio City, and then I was heading back and uh, just cruising along. And just to paint the picture, it's a hot day. I do not have, I have a hat in my backpack, which is like a camelback with some water, but I don't have it on. So I got my bald head. The sun's hitting my bald head. I have uh, wireless headphones on. And then I have this Survivor buff from the show Survivor that's around my neck. It's like a, it's like a, you know, bandana kind of thing. So I can pull it up at an intersection as a mask or something if there's people around. And I'm cruising along and I'm going about, I don't know, about 13, 14 miles per hour, according to my app. And I'm just going by some baseball fields and I realize it's hot. Like my head is starting to get, I don't have sunscreen on. I'm like, I should stop and get the hat out of my backpack and put it on my head. But then for some reason, my brain goes, Greg, Greg, why would you waste precious seconds stopping and getting a hat when you have this bandana type thing around your neck that could easily be on top of your head? Protecting the sun. You just put it on, you know, there's a little shamata on top of your head. So without thinking, one hand stays on the handlebars. The other hand takes the thing around my neck and starts to pull it up over my face to get to my head. It gets stuck on my earphones, blindfolding (laughs) me. And the next thing I know, I veer into a fence, go flying over the handlebars, go crashing down on my face and my shoulder and my pinky, apparently, too, because that still hurts. And I just get up, and I don't even know what I, Like, could you imagine seeing a 50-year-old man riding his bike down the bike path for no reason, blindfold <laughs> himself, and then go flying over the handlebars? Like, I would pay so much money for that video so if that was on, so on video. Bad. So then I'm like, I'm like, now I'm in shock. I'm bleeding. My ear is gushing blood. My shoulder is wrecked. I'm like, what the? And I look, and I'm looking for my ear pods, my my little Beats things, and I look over, and one's in the street. I can't find the other one. And then I see it is shot through a fence onto a baseball field, 
far enough that I cannot reach it. I couldn't get my hand through the fence anyway. The fence is 15 to 20 feet high. So now bloody, because I'm not going to leave my ear pod, but, you know, my <laughs> earphone, but I, cl- I scale a 20-foot fence. I go to the other side. I get my thing. I scale it on the other side. Then I, I'm like, all right, I'm 20 minutes from my house. I'll just ride really slow. But the chain is so mangled, I have to call my wife, and she has to come pick me up. And she tells me to wear a helmet, and it was not – I mean, look. I mean, she just got – I got in. She says, you're a moron. She, goes, <laughs> she just said, are you going to wear a helmet from now on? I said, I will never get on the bike without a helmet again. I got very lucky because I didn't – I hit my face. I didn't really hit my head, but – I said, I will never not wear a helmet again. And she said, all right, then then we'll just make fun of you about this and I won't give you any. And then the story, I mean, my kids, they love it. They, they love, love it. it. And I was, it was, it was, uh, I, for as bad as I looked, I'm, uh, I was, I was very lucky. So now same bike path, helmet every time. And you got the bike cleaned up, the chain. Oh yeah. Took up. that to the bike shop. It's, it's they, in, it's in great it shape up. now. Yeah. yeah everything's just good. The, the idea of you slowly riding or and pulling that up over your face making it so that you can't see like that you did that to yourself yeah is amazing yeah and then my son was my 13 year old was quick to point out because he's a huge survivor fan so he has buffs from every season so we just grab them and use them sometimes and uh as as mask and uh he was quick to point out that this was one from where they they split up the t- tribes and this was uh brains versus brawn and he says you had the brains <laughs> Buff on. That's the one you blindfolded yourself with, you moron. <laughs> so, yeah, lesson learned. Lesson that learned is for sure. Awesome. So yeah. Good. Yeah. So good. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You and I were talking about also talking about bike wrecks. I'll just tie this story into it because I think it has a lot to do with what we're talking about. And I know you want to talk about fat shaming and everything. Yeah. But, um, you know, and this is just I'll tell the story because it's been occupying 95 percent of my brain lately. Um, I, I'm buddies with a bunch of guys from college and we get together um, every year. We try to get together every year. Uh, we do this fantasy football draft. None of us care about fantasy football, and we're terrible at it. And we, we most of us hate it, actually. But it's a hangout. It's a hangout. It's a reason to get together once a year. It's a reason to email during the year. It's just you know that's that's what it is. And so two times ago, we all get together, and there's one guy named Fun Bobby, and Fun Bobby is you know Fun Bobby looks like a bowling ball, and he's he's he smokes, he eats wings, he doesn't care, right. he's loud, he's hilarious. And everybody was giving him some grief because that's what everybody does in this group, you know, as, as all good friend groups do. And they were giving him some grief about his weight or something like that. And he goes, this is what happy looks like, okay? You marry guys that are skinny. I can tell you're not happy. You're looking. This is what happy looks like. And he starts going through. He's like, Steve, not happy. So-and-so, happy. So-and-so. And he gets to my buddy Rick and he goes, uh, Rick, happy as a clam. Look at him. Now, Rick was a guy that played football in, high, in, in college and stuff fit guy but you know he put he's getting older he put on a little weight not not nothing huge and rick kind of laughs at it rick calls me about three months later and says hey man i've dropped 30 pounds and i was like really jesus what have you been doing he tells me what he's doing i go what's brought this on he goes don't tell him but uh fun bobby you know he really got to me with that statement you know right. and i go okay all right he goes well you know and then we got together again and now he's skinnier he's tucking in his shirt he looks great you know now they're giving him crap about that because you can't win 
And, and so that was the last time I saw him in person. And then recently we've been talking about COVID and exercising and he's, he exercises a lot. He quit smoking and everything. And, uh, uh, he was riding his bike and I told him about my bike wreck. And then a few weeks later, he has his bike wreck. seems like everybody, uh, guys in their fifties, they get on the bikes, they're going to wreck. I had a great bike wreck. Yeah. yeah. And so it just, it's inevitable. So he sends me a picture and he's got this pink hard cast and he's like, ah, I broke my wrist and whatever. And then last Thursday morning, he sent me a text and it said, uh, it said, I didn't know if I showed you this yet. And he's so happy. He's got his new neoprene cast. And he says, I told the doc, I can't jog in the old cast. I need this neoprene one. This is awesome. Now I can take it off. I can go running. I'm in heaven. This is where the story is tragic. He went out jogging that night, dropped dead of a heart attack. When jogging with his wife, she peeled off. He went to the track. She came back. And it's ridiculous. And, 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 and. You and I were talking about it, and the reason I just wanted to bring it up and talk about it is, one, Rick was a fantastic guy. He was an amazing guy, and we're all dealing with this now. In fact, my friends, they had a bit of a wake this Saturday. They called me, and they said, Fun Bobby's on a roll. you got to get on FaceTime. This guy won't shut up, which is fun. what Fun Bobby does. And and I get on the thing and I just start laying into him right away. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? I go, you you killed our friend. You fat shamed our friend. He wouldn't be jogging. Look at you, you know. And he's and he's going, you think you're the first person to accuse me of murder? <laughs> you know, he's like, I, I gave you four more months with that ticking time bomb, you know. Right. And uh, and I said, the, the crime in this is we're never going to get you to exercise now. This yeah. is the crime in it. But but the reason I, I wanted to tell the story is is you and I were talking about you know, at a certain point, you're dealt a hand. Yeah. You know, just like I talked about my genetics and my father, and I got lucky in one some things, but unlucky in others. You know, and and that's you, you got to just do what's right for you. Try to be as healthy as possible, but you're dealt a hand. Yeah. You know, and that's not to say, look, you're dealt a hand, so do whatever you. It's screw it. What's the point? I don't. No, think it's it just has you have to, to accept. No, not right. at all. You just have to accept. What kind of body you have? I, I wish I accepted what kind of body I had way earlier in life and didn't worry about it and just said, okay, this is what I have. Let me work with it to make it the best you possibly can and realize that nobody else cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. You know, like nobody, everybody is so into themselves and narcissistic that it's like they're not paying attention to what you look like or whatever or, you know. So you obsess, people obsess about these things, but you're dealt a hand. This poor guy was exercising. Yeah. He had gotten into shape. But there's something in his genetics. There was something that he was just predisposed to. And that's that's that. And it's horrific in that case. But, you know, like I said, you just have to you have to do the best that you can do. I, I think it's a solid point. For me, when I initially made a decision to change, it had nothing to do with health. And it really had nothing to do with uh physical looks or aesthetics or anything like that it was kind of the daily grind of being as big as i was yeah which has to be incredibly taxing incredibly taxing unbelievably uncomfortable uh, uh, something that wasn't that i didn't get a break from even from sitting down you know it was awful as of today i'm all of those discomforts are gone i've traded them for a whole new set of discomforts with like thinking about what I eat and going to the gym and making sure I exercise. That's like the extent of me forcing discomfort upon myself. And so now in order to have a goal, the goal is aesthetic and vain, if that makes sense. Because otherwise 
I have no goal. Yeah. I'm, whatever goals I was – and health, I'm, I've gotten to be as healthy as I can possibly be. And like as far as your delta hand. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm hoping I'm pushing that hand back as far as possible, but at the same time, like you are just dealt a hand at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. And I think like one of the one of the reasons to change too, and I think you're 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 talking about this is and I've had friends that have struggled with weight and I've tried to I've tried to help them in the past. There's one per- person in particular I had sent them to this Duke program and they did did well there, but then came back and didn't do as well once they were away from it. And it's a, it's a struggle. But what I notice sometimes is just the shrinking away from people too. It's the, it's the loss of confidence. It's the not doing certain activities and, and worried about even like, uh, what's the seating going to be like, you know, I'm not going to go and just shrinking away. And that to me is one of the, 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 the saddest parts of it, you know, of just like people that aren't living their life. I mean, look, if you're a big guy, you're a big guy. You try to be the healthiest big guy that you can. You know, it's not like anybody expects you to get down. But like, I just, it, it pains me to see people that aren't living their life, you know, because of those, those issues. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, it's, it's really bizarre because as a kid, I love to go to concerts and, uh, and I was, I felt more social now I just don't I, – I don't want to go anywhere where there's a lot of people. No. And I mean <laughs> as of today, a, there's a, lots of reasons No, but even before this, like when, when quarantine and everybody was like, oh, my God, we're locked away in our house for whatever. I, I'm like, look, this is a terrible situation and, and, and obviously people are being sick. I've known people that got sick. I, I know a guy who passed away from this and it's all awful. But being honest, I prefer the pandemic lifestyle. Like I like the traffic. I don't mind staying at home. Right. Like I will. I will miss parts of it. Yeah. If I had a gym today that I could go to. Yeah. By the way, the the three weeks or however long we got gyms for, 
my gym was so empty that I was secretly like, just keep it like this. Yeah. I hope nobody. Yeah, yeah, you have your, pri- yeah, you have your private back. gym. Yeah. yeah. But if I could have that, my life would be perfect right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, and look, I mean, I know a lot of people that need to get back to work and they need their kids to be in school. And I get all that. And I and I and I and and so even when I have friends that are like, you know, screw it. You know, we're, we're no, we all went to the beach this weekend and 25 of us shared a house. Like, I, I can't say I wouldn't be right there with them if I was in the same situation of life where they're at. Um, I'm lucky that I can sit in my house if I need to and right. wait this thing out. And that's what I'm doing. But, uh, but, but yeah, it doesn't, it hasn't affected me too much as no. far as mentally of not being able to go see people. I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. 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 I always figured out when I was, prior to being married and having kids and actually giving a shit about being social, I figured it out, you know, uh, but within that I did worry that I was going to break chairs. And, you know, when, when we're sitting at a booth in a place, I would think about like, Oh, it's going to be a real effort to get back there. And is my stomach going to be crammed against the table? Yeah. And will I even fit or will I be holding my breath for the whole night? You know, so getting rid of that was was good. Yeah. I no, I totally hear you because even with people that I know that I've struggled that have struggled with their weight and are much bigger, I I would I would sometimes get to restaurants beforehand to stake out the seating. I'm like, "No, no, no, we can't be there." Just to avoid that that thing of like, "No, no, we need to be over here and, and like map it out a little bit because yeah. you don't want to put someone in that situation." Either. Yeah. I heard about my friend. I never knew they did that, but my friends were all had the you know, you go through life if you don't talk about stuff, you have no idea what other people are thinking, and my friends did that very thing when we'd go to sit somewhere. It it was a concern for them too. Make sure Ethan has a place. And I was like, well, God, if it was a concern for you, I wish we could have talked about it because it was always a concern for me. And I would have deburdened myself of thinking about it so much if I knew you were thinking about yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, did, did, did Was my weight ever an issue for you on My Name is Earl? Because I did it, put on weight. Yeah, I know. And and you tell me that you did. And I'm, I, I, you know, again, it's part of what I said about people being like narcissistic and maybe not noticing too much stuff about other right. people. And maybe I'm just talking about myself. I know for me with My Name is Earl, like I was there from five in the morning till we wrapped, you know, at whatever time that would be. Sometimes it would be two in the morning, you know, whatever. And so like, I was so, there were things going on in that show, both in the writer's room and on set with like, you can't, you can't, absorb all of it. Right. So I can't say like, if someone told me like, did he ask me, did Ethan put on a bunch of weight during my name is Earl? I think I would have been like, no, I don't think so. Like I, I, like I really, I mean, my, my recollection of your weight really was more about when you were losing weight, right. not gaining weight. And some of the struggles you had with that and, 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 and whatever you were doing to, 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 to make facilitate that. I remember that because then we, we, we actually were dealing with certain things with production and stuff, which I was happy to do because it was pushing you in a, you know, a positive manner. Yeah. Um, but I don't really remember like, oh, Gosh, Ethan's putting on weight, you know, and especially like your character is one where the weight. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Right. You know, like I've been on shows where um, there was a cast member who was putting on weight and wardrobe came to me and said, you know, she's not fitting in what we have for her. Oh, it's a chick, too. That's that's tricky. Yeah. She's not fitting. And and I said, it doesn't it doesn't matter. She can she can. But and they said, well, but she she doesn't. 
she, I'm going to have to get her new wardrobe and that's going to be a whole thing and it's going to be bad and whatever. And I said, well, uh, why don't you just get the same clothes and then just change the tags? <laughs> you know, like oh, I mean, wow. if you're looking to avoid it. And I don't know if they did that or not. Like, but, but certainly with your character, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't an issue. I remember one time, um, and he's told this story many times, but I was doing the show Yes, Dear, and uh, uh, Michael Malley uh, was starting to lose uh, some weight. And from when we first cast him, and uh, and I remember uh, the late Alan Kirschenbaum going up to him going, hey, man, slow down, all right? <laughs> With every pound, you become a little less funny. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, but that's a concern, too. Well, yeah, because if you if you're a certain if you're a certain type and you're a certain, then yeah, I can see how that could. It's almost like you're starting over as an actor because it's like, well, wait, who is this person? I mean, you've you've had such a transformation that like now you're playing different roles and yeah. doing different things. But it, sometimes it takes people a second to wrap their brains around that because people are always, you know, in show business, it seems to me like you can you, you do something and as soon as you do it well, that's what you do. Yeah, and until you prove to somebody that you do another thing. They're just wrapped in their own heads. And whether you're a writer and you write multi-camera shows and then all of a sudden you're going to write a single camera show, people are like, you can't do that. Right. And until you do it successfully. Garrett Dillahunt, who's an amazing actor. Garrett Dillahunt is amazing. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's he, ridiculous. by the way, he, I feel like, effortlessly goes back and forth. Effort, effortless, yeah, exactly. And so when we wanted to cast him on Raising Hope, they were like, yeah, he's kind of a drama guy. And I'm like, well, yeah, he's done some dramas lately. But he actually started even like before, like he was on a sitcom with Norm MacDonald. And so then like we put him on Raising Hope and he was hilarious. And then he tells me like after that show, everybody was like, yeah, he's kind of a comedy guy, isn't he? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. And now he's doing Fear the Walking Dead, right? Yeah, I think he's maybe finishing up on that. But that's what he's been doing for, for a while. There's no way he's doing jokes in that. No, no, right? no, 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 no. And I mean. I mean, look, I mean, he plays psychos and all yeah. kinds of stuff. And I mean, I, I put him, I put you and him in the exact same category in my mind where you both, uh, and I've said this many times when I'm not sitting across from you with a microphone, uh, <laughs> but you both go back and forth so effortlessly. And it's just a tribute to that you're, you're great actors. I, you have hired me in other stuff, so I, I, I suspect you're being sincere. I am. Um, uh, but I want to take and and by the way, uh, Alan Kirschenbaum, one of my f all time favorite people who who uh, who we would go and eat at this um, Lebanese restaurant together because he would say, you want to know what it's like to be Jewish? And I'd say, yes, <laughs> I do. I really do. And he would take me to eat there. And I'm I'm like waiting for him to give me the secret. Yeah. And he says this. <laughs> this is what it's like to be Jewish. And then we just keep eating. And it always made me feel so wonderful sitting and, and being like in the club with him. Yeah. Um, but I do think there is a little bit of truth to that, to what he said to O'Malley. I do think that for comedic purposes, it is easier. Well, there's a certain character that is is portrayed as the everyman. Yeah. Right? So like there are people 
that will watch a particular show and, and be drawn to a character because, hey, that's like me. Right. You know, so I can see where if he's our everyman character and all of a sudden he's cut. Right. And that 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 segment of the population says, hey, man, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. I sit down to watch this show to feel good about myself and my world. Gut. And I see you as a mirror reflection of me. And now you're making me feel bad. Right. Like I can see taking, like O'Malley's like taking his shirt oh off God. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I can see that. It's like that. What's the the, the comedian that got super ripped? That Kamal, oh, uh, 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 Kumail, Kumail, Nan, yeah. He was yeah. on our show. Oh, he yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I'm sure he deals with some of that stuff now. Like, but who cares? He looks amazing. He looks amazing. And now he can be an action star. Yeah. But like, there's that uh, there's that moment of just like, whoa, wait a second, you know? Yeah. And I, there could be je- you know people get jealous. They you know whatever else. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely a thing. I think it's it's something that. Uh, should just be ignored yeah. because then it's up to the actor to now let's make this work, right. you know? Yeah, I certainly today would be happy to play comedy, but I feel much more drawn to drama right now, personally. That's yeah. just how I feel. And 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 that's what I've done more lately, more dramatic stuff. Yeah. But it's all got a little edge of comedy in it, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think I think most dramas do have a little bit of, of of comedy in them as well, and and you're great at both things, and I'm sure you'll go and do some comedy at some point too. Yeah, and put on ten pounds. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. It's perfectly fine. So, Greg, you're saying you didn't really notice that he put weight on? I, I can't and- say. Like, I'd really have to. And I'll tell you, I recently even watched the whole series with my 13 year old because he was finally old enough to watch it. So we sat down from the beginning and just watched three or four episodes a night for like a while. We got into it. And even watching it, I wasn't like, oh, I wasn't, it wasn't on my radar. Yeah, I think that there is something really true to like, uh, and I hate to even think of myself this way, but I think it is true. It's just like narcissism where where we get wrapped up in our own heads about this stuff. Yeah. Because to my mind, you were getting uh, angry emails from the network <laughs> going like, <laughs> what's, what's this doing? guy doing over the summer break? You know, is he just eating cheeseburgers and sitting on a deck somewhere? Yeah. I think perception, too, is like you, 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 again, you don't fixate so much on other people. So you kind of lock in on like, like I know like, okay, Ethan's a bigger guy. And I just lock in on kind of an image of Ethan and he's a bigger guy. So if it fluctuates a little up and down, like it's like it's not it wasn't to the degree, at least for me, where I was just like, oh, this is changing my perception of Ethan. And it's funny that because even with me, like. I think when people don't see me in person for a while, they start to have an image of me that is different than what I am. Because I can't tell you, whenever I see somebody for the first time and I haven't seen them in a while, especially if I'm like wearing like shorts and a, and a, and a, and a, and a short sleeve shirt, the first thing they say is like, whoa, you lost a lot of weight. Oh, you look skinny. Oh, man, you look uh, – you, you lost weight. And I'm like, I'm the exact – I've been the exact same weight pretty much like since my adult life. I haven't – lost any weight I'm putting it's just you forget that I'm a skinny guy and they're like like it's almost every time when I run into somebody they're like oh what's up you lost weight I'm like, no 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 this is it yeah. <laughs> this is it but people got. have their own I guess perceptions of yeah me. it's a really amazing feat to my mind because my weight as an adult has been so all over the place yeah you've been yeah I've been massive and even much lighter than I am now and then somewhere in the middle and back down and all of this. And like the amount of effort I have to put into maintaining my weight is is quite a bit, 
you know, and, and having done big, long periods of maintenance where the, the goal is to neither gain nor lose weight, it has become much easier. And I do shit where like, I, 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 make a perfect meal that is the exact amount of calories a meal should be that it has the macronutrients all in proportion and I eat it slowly and then I sit and examine how I feel and try to spark like the little voice that's meant to tell me like you're full that I assume you have uh, or however that works in like what I consider to be again I think this is an awful word a normal person yeah um and so it has become easier, but it but it required a lot of effort. Yeah, exactly. And that to me is a feat. When you say it's a feat that I've stayed, it's not a feat. I've just it just it's is. Just, it just is. You know, just that's the hand I've been dealt. It's just like you know, if 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 you are at a gas station somewhere with your family and somebody threatens your family, you have been dealt a hand where at this point that you've worked and all this stuff, you will protect your family. If I'm in that situation, I am looking for you as quickly as possible. (laughs) That's the hand I've been dealt. Sure, it's great that uh, I haven't been able to – that I I haven't put on weight and and muscle. But, you know, there's some occasions where maybe it would have been good. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that's the analogy. I bet you would be real scrappy if someone threatened your family. I would go down swinging. Yeah. I would go down swinging. I did wrestle in 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 high school, so I would try to probably get them to the ground and just pray that somebody was on their way. Yeah, just pray that somebody was on their way. Yeah. But I would, you know, I would. I, I like to think that I would be like. Um, remember the Bad News Bears? I think it was Tanner who was this like tiny guy who will yeah. fight anyone at any time and just like. And and probably lose. Like I, I think I could hopefully muster up a little Tanner yeah. and just be like, all right, let's do this. I feel like that Tanner kid played a badass in a number of uh, those 70s and 80s I think movies. he did, yeah. yeah. Just the kind of smart-ass, just like tough as nails, yeah. little like two foot tall. Just spark scrappy club. Yeah. dude that was knocking people out. I wonder if he knocked people out in he real was life. clearly a hero of mine. <laughs> yeah, me too. He, he had a big awesome. impact in my life. If I'm not totally wrong, I think he was also in Breaking Away and he he like, do you remember that movie about uh, w- one of the dudes in that was a cyclist also? Yeah, but I think you're thinking of not Tanner. You're thinking of the guy in Bad News Bears who rode the, the motorcycle, motorcycle around. Okay. He was in Breaking Away. Yeah, I'm, right. And that was, wasn't that, who was that? Was that the guy that was in the movie about the, I don't know. But yeah, he's he's a good actor. Good actor. Yeah. yeah he could have beat up Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> but Tanner would have gone after him, but for sure. but that dude was also not like a big hulking menacing. Guy. I mean, he, no, he, no, he was no. maybe hulking to the younger kids. Oh, but, to the younger kids, they thought he was huge, but no, he was yeah. a spindly little. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. But he was I don't just like a weird spindly guy. little guy that Jodie Foster seemed to have a crush on. Yes, yeah, they played air hockey. Yeah, yeah, I love that dude. Oh, that dude was awesome. That's a tough movie to watch now with your kids. It's not. It's not very politically correct. Right. They watch, they're just like, what are people like? This is how is this on TV? Every single person needs to be canceled that's on yeah. screen right yeah. now. I tried to do Blazing Saddles recently. Ah. I think we got like 10 minutes. And then the little kids were like, this is trash. Yeah. This is not. You're you know not allowed to do this. You know what's funny about Blazing Saddles? And I don't know if I've ever watched it all the way through. And I, and I hate to say this because he's obviously a genius. I've never really gotten into Mel Brooks stuff. And I don't know why. I mean, some of it I have and some of it I haven't. And um, 
One time uh, I was invited to go uh, to an AFI tribute of Mel Brooks. And it was uh, somebody, a big wig, um, uh, who has been since disgraced and left the business. His name rhymes with Smes Moon Ludenvez. <laughs> and he, he had a table. And he's like, come sit at my table for this, this event. And, and I came home and I told my wife, and my wife is not a Hollywood person. She does not enjoy Hollywood. She just doesn't really care about it. And I said, look, we have this table. We have to go see. It's a Mel Brooks tribute. And she's like, well, um, I don't want to go. And I said, well, yeah, you have to go. It's the big, it's the Kissing Bandits table. Like you have to, like, uh, this was before all of that. I go, we have to. I've been invited. And he says, oh, I don't really don't want to go. And I said, who's, she's, who's going to be there? I said, Chuck Lorre and his girlfriend. She's ugh, gross. No, I'm not. <laughs> and I go, well, this other person, I don't know who that is. And then I go, I named somebody that she knew. And she knew the wife and they're great people. Um, and so she's like, fine, I'll go. And I said, do you even know who Mel Brooks is? Because she wasn't excited at all about that part of it. I go, right. Do you have it? And she goes, yes, I know who Mel Brooks is. He's the voice of Nemo's father. And I go, no, 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 that's Albert Brooks. <laughs> and she goes, oh, well, then I don't know who Mel Brooks is. <laughs> and I said, you know, I know you don't like Hollywood. You don't know names. And I love that about you. I really do. I don't talk to her about work at all. Like, it just, I love it. But you should know who you Mel Brooks is. Mel like Brooks. he's a huge icon and like you should know these are his movies. If we're going to this thing, you should know. And she goes, okay. She goes, do you know who Pam Quizon is? And I said, I don't know. Who? She says, Pam Quizon. Do you know who Pam Quizon is? And I said, no. Who's Pam Quizon? She goes, that's your son's first grade teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, touche. <laughs> that's the balance. Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's a legit trade-off. Yeah, oh you God. know that. I know Mel Brooks. Yeah, they're both equally necessary. We'll work as a team. In the field. If we run into either of those people, we'll make sure that we introduce them by name. Yes, this is Mel Brooks of <laughs> yes. Spaceballs. Yes, and this, this is, is the person that you it takes care of your son most yeah, of the time. Who spends a lot of time with your kid. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, my God, I love that. <laughs> I love Kim. Kim is good. Kim is so healthy and so like, like I said, without her, I don't think I would. She's got the garden going like crazy now. We're eating tomatoes, like, you know, ridiculous amount of tomatoes. She lets us put bacon on it for a little BLT. Um, And she got into yoga um, big time, uh, you know, years ago and then got uh, certified. And before all COVID, she would be teaching classes at her house. And then she just gives the money to, you know, they just throw money in a bucket and they pick a charity and, and, but no, she's like incredibly healthy and, and, and good with all that stuff. So I'm lucky to have kind of a lifeguard at the house who kind of just, she's been letting me slide the last week. I got to say, um, for, uh, with, with the ice cream and the, the, there were donuts at the house and eating that stuff at night. Usually I get a lot of judging looks, which will keep me away from it most of the time, which is good. I appreciate it. But, uh, you know, uh, lately she has been letting me slide a little bit. Yeah. I, but I, it might be because I'm riding my bike so much. Right. So it, it's a balance there, yeah. too. I also think that these 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 uh, documentaries and the theories that come out and, you know, com- cucumber skin is bad or meat is bad or whatever the new thing that's bad is bad, MSG and all of this. I think that's necessary because I think eventually – we get to the Teflon pans that we don't use anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know that there was a documentary on that, but like 
Well, there was a Those movie. Those were bad. The Mark Ruffalo right. movie. Yeah. yeah. We finally. We uh, watched that with my son. And now like, it's like every pan, the 13 year old's like, we can't cook out of that pan. I'm like, no, yeah. I think they've fixed it they a little bit. Like, out, no, right. don't use that pan. I'm like, oh, wait, Christ. which movie is this? I think I missed this. Is it the. I forget what it's called, is it but the I darkest watched it. Hour? I think that's what it's called, but it's about how. He sues. He's a lawyer and he helps sue DuPont. DuPont. That's oh, right. Yeah. It's a really okay. good movie. It's okay. a really good movie. I suspect that they did figure those pans out. Like, I think non no, is because now, since okay. then my son did a little research and he goes, okay, now they've they've figured it out. Right. It's better now if you don't cook it, uh, a certain, you know, if it doesn't get above six hundred degrees right. or something that it's supposedly. I mean, please nobody quote me on this. No, I'm but not no, expert, I think that's but, right. But you there's can't something. Put it in the oven. So like he felt better about it. Yeah. So like now I can use that one Teflon pan we have. Right. We bought no. a parrot. You know what's interesting about Teflon? We bought a parrot one one year for my son for. Uh, Christmas, my oldest son Camden, and he and he was allergic to dogs and stuff, but he really wanted a pet. And I went out to get him a parakeet, and somehow I came home with a little Senegal parrot. I got upsell. I got the upsell, and they told me it will learn tricks and what ridiculous. So we give him Christmas morning. We get him. All he wants to do is bite us. That's it. The bird bites us. It's mean. It's whatever. And we have to take all the Teflon pans and like throw them away. Because so I put them in the garage because you can't cook with Teflon. With a bird in the room where the bird Killed dies. Yeah. But after like three days, I was like, all right, who wants pancakes? Right. <laughs> let's, let's, and we ended up giving the bird back. I took it back because I was like, I can't. I, I thought can't you were going to say bird. we just started cooking. No, I know. Well, that bird. was the, that was plan A. But yeah. then we went with plan B, which was just like, let's, okay, let's, let's get rid of the bird. But yeah, yeah so there's something. The fact that it kills a bird is not good. I mean, the, yeah, the birds die quick, but the, it's an indication that we're dying too. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, they're the canaries in the coal mine. Yeah. Like everybody running around without masks in pools and Ozarks. It's like, okay, go ahead. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they survive. Like it's going good, yeah. but okay. It could be bad. Yeah. Um, I, I think the things that were really killing us, they got rid of. I just want to go on the record as saying that's what my suspicion is. I think is. so, yeah. But I don't know. No. Maybe we shouldn't be using nonstick. We got to all go cast iron. Oh, it's just so hard to clean. I know. I mean, you have to you have to do the math, right? Like, okay, how much longer will I live versus how much time am I scraping this pan? Yeah, you know, yeah, you got, got to make sense. It's a fair trade. Yeah, like the other day, I was thinking, like, you know what? My most enjoyable thing to do is is lay in bed and watch television. That's my most enjoy with a bowl of ice cream in my lap. Like that's my most enjoyable thing to do. So like I'm I'm riding my bike so that I can have more time yeah. on earth doing that. But at a certain point maybe you do the math and go, "Hmm, if I just laid in bed and ate ice cream, do I get more ice cream?" Right. And 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 uh watching TV time is the biking just taken away from that? I think it's important to think about these things in this way and and then I think if you can, in the process, discover something that you actually enjoy doing, yeah, then you've. you've well, that's the thing. Like, if it, like, I'm so envious of people that have exercise that they just. And I've gotten to that point with this bike now. I love it, and maybe it's because of quarantine that I can just get out of my house and feel free, and it's completely safe. You're not around anybody, and you can listen to music and. You're not abandoning your family for four hours. They're thinking he's getting exercise. Yeah. He wants to be with us longer. Right. He loves us. You it's know, like for every, us. yeah, everything's great about it. So I finally, I think, have found that thing. But for years, like I said, how I hated working out and whatever, and there wasn't like a sport in my adult life that I was playing that I could get exercise. So I am very envious of the people that find 
this is not only my doing this, but it's like bringing joy to my life. And that's the best thing that you can do. If you can it find really something is. that you both is helping you and brings you joy, it's not just torture. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. That's the, that's the key. Yeah. That's, that's the, the winning combination. Yeah. And whether that's just playing basketball with your friends or, or whatever, because that was my wife was like, why don't you just have your friends over and play basketball once a week? You'll get cardio and whatever. Like, because I stink at basketball right. and I don't enjoy it. It makes yeah. me feel bad about myself. My friends play basketball. They play pickleball. They play tennis. I don't like any of that. Yeah. My dad's a big pickleball player. And, and with COVID now, he hasn't played in quite some time. And they're just starting to play again. But he's, you know, he's, he's being very careful and, and, and he doesn't want to get back into it. But man, I mean, that guy would play pickleball four or five times a week. And that's how he got all his exercise. And man, did he love it. Yeah. He just he just loved it. Yeah, my friends too. I, I went one day because like these games, this was pre-COVID, are, are almost like a, like a social gathering. Yeah. So many people love it. I don't get it, man. <laughs> no, he would go on pickleball cruises, pickleball destination trips. He was, he was, he went on one, I think, to like Thailand or something with my my uh, with my mother. And the first day, he and my father's a klutz. He's a klutz, and I'm getting that from him now too. Like that's why I probably blindfolded me, myself on the bike. Like this is a, this is his nickname is Gump, like Forrest Gump, because he's always just doing things we can't figure out. And and so I'm getting some of that in me. But he went to play in Thailand, and there was this woman in her 70s he was playing with, and she was they were playing doubles, and they got uh, she organized the whole thing. It was the first day, and uh, they were playing doubles, and she was telling him don't come on over to my side. I got it. But she had specific rules. Well, of course, my dad went for a ball, ran into her. She went down, broke her wrist. <laughs> she couldn't play pickleball. The She organized the whole thing. She couldn't play it for the rest of the two weeks. And then they kept, they would eat dinner near each other at this hotel. And wherever he was sitting, he was always an earshot of her telling the story about the moron who <laughs> ran into her on the first day. And my mother just, she's like, this is, this is what I'm married to. Your mom doesn't play pickleball? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. So she has to suffer through these things. So she goes and, and whatever, but, but, and you ask my father about it and he's like, yeah, she should have got out of my way. Right. I mean, what do you, yeah. <laughs> This was me dragging my wife. Brandy wouldn't even come with me, but like uh, I dragged uh, Bella, my oldest kid, to Europe to so I could ride stages of the Tour de France. And I was like, I'm not going alone. Yeah, somebody's got to come with me. And did she ride with you? No. Oh, okay. She would suffer in whatever little town we yeah. were in because it moves, and and be bored out of her mind in like some Swiss village while I was riding my bike. Yeah. See, I need to graduate to riding my bike places with hills yeah. because this is completely flat what I go on, which is so, it's so easy to do 30 miles when it's just flat, yeah. you know, like just glass, you're just cruising along. And, but I need to graduate to the, to the, uh, to the hills and stuff like that, which will, will enable me to uh, get out there more. Don Witzel, I might, uh, he, our buddy. He'll take you on some hills. Yeah. And he might get us, he might help us get some electric bikes, which might be my kind of my easing into it, where it's like, okay. Is that, but is that just sounds like riding a motor? A I think, well, you know, my neighbor uses the electric bike and, and he comes back very sweaty. He okay. goes out for like three hours. And his attitude is, 
I ride longer and further with it, and I can get to places. He rides up an Amundsen Ranch, and he's like, I can get to places I wouldn't be able to get to. Right. Because I'd be a giant hill, and I'm like, I can't get up there. But that'll enable me to get to other places. So I think if you, yes, if you just hop on it and be like, I'm going to go on the bike trail like I normally do the same distance, you're not going to. It's a waste you're of time. Getting, it's a waste of time. But, if, if, but what I've been told, and I respect Don's opinion because he's such a big biker, you know, if you treat it as what it is, I'm going to be able to go further and longer, and I'm still going to get the same amount of exercise. I can't brag as much about the distance that I've gone. And it requires some effort. It's oh, no, not no, just no, like... no. It's just, pet- it's just assisting you. It's right. assisting you. And I think that, like, it assists you based on how hard the task is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm just learning about these bikes. But, yeah, if there's a super—I rode one once in Hawaii, and it certainly was— a lot easier to go a long distance. Right. Yeah, for sure. And you could coast. And I, I think it's it's still going to be what you put into it. Yeah. For sure. That sounds awesome. And then I'm sure if you do that enough, eventually you're just going to want to try a regular bike up a hill and see what kind of pain that is. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lot I'll, of pain. I'll, I'll figure that out. And I do hills sometimes. Like if I just ride around the neighborhoods, very hilly and stuff. So I do. But man, it is such a difference. Like I'll go for a 10... 15 minute ride just for the heck of it and go be going up and down hills. And I'm 10 times more tired than I am for the two hour ride on that bike path. Yeah. You know, there, there is something amongst the community of cyclists um, where it's almost masochistic, masochistic, but it is a, a real affinity for suffering. And they talk about it like that, this joy in suffering and, yeah. and just like, I mean, it's, it's a lot, right? Yeah. Some of well, I mean, you get that runner's high and the endorphins. I mean, certainly when I jogged a lot, I get I get all that. You push your you push to a certain point and all of a sudden you're like, How am I still doing this? And you get that second wind and it's a great it's a great feeling. So I get it. Yeah. It's just uh it's such a pain to get to that point. It really is. <laughs> it really is. That doesn't start right away. Like you have to work up to that, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. For I sure. can get that lifting weights and just feel great for the rest of the day. And then they take my gym away. And yeah, it's gone. So what do you do now for working out? I do I do at-home workouts. It's just not the same. I, I mean, I can get my workout in and I can feel better than I would have if I hadn't gotten it in. Yeah. But it's a lot longer with a lot more reps because the weight is not as substantial. Mm-hmm. So it just requires a lot more work yeah. somehow. Got it. Which you should see if the gym sucks. will let you just borrow some of their heavy weights. They won't. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm going to send that email though as I'm soon as saying, we're out of here. You know. Yeah. You might no, as well. You're I will regular. ask. Yeah. Give that's it a shot. True. Yeah. <laughs> I know. All right, Greg Garcia. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Now for some Q and A. This question is from Adam. Adam writes: Any books you would recommend on nutrition? Uh, thanks for the question, Adam. I will say that I started the first book I ever read on nutrition was by a gal named Adele Davis. I can't even remember what the book was called, and I think I might have read two or three books by her. Um, and they were kind of like very old school diet books, but I remember liking them a lot. And they were kind of straightforward, and if I'm remembering correctly, had some really good information in them. Uh, more current science books uh, that I'd recommend are uh, uh, Lane Norton wrote a book called Fat Loss for Life, and uh, Mike Isratel wrote a book called The Renaissance Diet 2.0. Both of those books are outstanding. I read both of them. 
So those are the books. Those are like my go-to books. If I have any question currently about anything, I look for an answer within one of those two books. Thank you for your question. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.